Welcome to the Disrupting Obesity Podcast. I'm Charlotte Skeins, and I'll be sharing ways to regain control over your body and lose an extreme amount of weight naturally. Being fat is about so much more than just the food. It's about your relationship with food. That means that dealing with your weight is about more than just the food too. You have to change that relationship. You have to start disrupting obesity. Comfort, reward, and cope are the three horsemen of overeating. When you get down to the root cause of why you're eating, other than to nourish your body, odds are good it's one of those three things. I'm still trying to find an emotion that we eat to deal with that doesn't fall under one of those categories. We eat so that we stop feeling things, and we eat so that we can feel things. I eat to cope with boredom. I reward myself on Fridays because I made it through the week. When I'm lonely, I comfort myself with food. Comfort, reward, cope. And it's not just negative feelings. It's neutral and positive ones too. I eat to cope with being excited. There are as many emotions that you can feed as there are emotions themselves. There are nervous eaters and happy eaters. We all know somebody who got really happy and then seemed to get exponentially bigger as their happiness grew. There are joyful eaters and people who eat to deal with grief. Everybody eats for different reasons, but when you've got a lot to lose when you're obese, odds are really good that you can tie your overeating back to at least one of those three things. You know that whole love languages thing? Well, my food languages are comfort, reward, and cope. Yours probably are too. Just like we eat for different reasons, we also assign different values to food. But food isn't good or bad. Those are value judgments we make, and for the most part, they're pretty arbitrary. A good food for one group of people can be a bad food for others. There are 2 billion people on this planet who eat insects on a regular basis, but bugs aren't typically viewed as that good food in North America, no matter how often we're told of the benefits to the environment and to ourselves. Obviously, there are foods that are better for you than others. From a nutritional standpoint, there are 100% are good foods and bad foods, totally. But the good-bad language around food isn't helping. It's just making all the emotional stuff that goes into food choices so much more complicated. It's just too loaded. I think you're way better off to drop the good-bad thing and think more about foods that are better for you. Just a slight language shift to help change your mindset. Better is relative. I used to order triple cheese pizzas with mushrooms and green olives. I started ordering it with double cheese instead. That was a better choice for me. Change doesn't have to be big to be effective incrementally making slightly better choices is sustainable and it's effective. Foods that are nutritionally dense are always going to be better for you than highly processed and refined foods that have lost most of their nutritional content. And that's not a value judgment. But we know without any doubt or gray area at all, zero, we completely know that giving people information about just how bad what they're eating is and why it's bad for them doesn't help them lose weight. You'd think it would help, but it actually has the opposite result. There's an almost inverse ratio between the amount of information about nutrition someone who's struggling with their weight is given and how much weight they're able to lose. The more information they have, the fewer pounds drop off. We also have a tendency to tune this kind of information out, right? Like Nobody wants to hear this stuff. I always felt like I was being preached at or attacked when it came to nutrition, And I know that that wasn't always what was going on, but sometimes it was. There absolutely were times when I was being preached at or attacked or both, but I knew, I knew I was screwing up, right? And I, I didn't want to hear about it. I just, I didn't want to have anything to do with that conversation. And I'm not on my own here. 
Education about nutrition doesn't help a staggering majority of people with weight loss. It just doesn't. Ramming information about digestion, carrier molecules, or acceptable macronutrient distribution ranges down the throats of people who are clearly struggling and already have issues with making healthier choices isn't helpful, and it doesn't work. It does the exact opposite. We've all got the internet. Most of us went through some sort of nutrition unit in health class in grade school. I haven't met anybody yet who was dealing with morbid obesity who didn't have at least an inkling of an idea, some kind of an idea of how they got there. We know how we got fat. Losing weight is hard enough. Bogging people down with information about nutrition just shuts them off. And since you can lose weight eating nothing but bacon and bubblegum, you're far better off dealing with the emotional component of eating before you try to get a handle on the food itself. For right now, forget about good foods and good calories versus bad foods and bad or the empty calories. Forget about it. Just let it go. Sometimes it's not about craving a particular food or a type of food. Sometimes it's not even about being hungry. Sometimes you just want to eat. You're craving the act of eating. And that happens. You need to be ready to look for it and recognize it for what it is as it starts to happen. We like the act of eating, which is a different thing from liking food. And this is a whole other facet of weight loss that the toxic diet industry just doesn't address. It doesn't only feel good to have food in your stomach. It also feels really good to put it there. It's super satisfying to put food in your mouth. Chewing feels great. When I've recognized that it isn't about the food and I just want to eat, I don't usually fight it because I found that fighting it just leads to binging for me. You have to learn to recognize when you just want to eat for the sake of moving your hand to your mouth or you just want to chew. When I'm like that, I find that something high volume and low calorie that I can eat a lot of is a really good go-to. The bulkier, the better. Foods that are slow to digest or are very filling or both are awesome in these situations too. Popcorn is a goodie. It's whole grain. It's low calorie. It's pretty perfect. You can eat buckets of air popped popcorn for like no calories at all. Butter can be a problem though here. So what I do is I like to spray mine with the butter flavored cooking spray. And then I'll add like ranch powder or some of the popcorn seasonings that you can get from bulk food stores. That's a good one. I really like pickles. They're incredibly satisfying. They're salty, they're crunchy, they're tangy. They've got almost no calories. There are so many low-calorie foods that you can eat a lot of. My favorite part about the low-calorie vegetables is that I always have calories to spare for dip. Not by the bowlful, like I used to eat. And once upon a time, I used to eat dips and salad dressings by the half cup. But I can still use pretty much as much as I want. I don't think that you have to eat the quote-unquote diet foods to lose weight. I actually believe some of them do nothing but make us gain weight. But there are low-calorie salad dressings that are almost impossible to tell from the regular version. The low-calorie Italian dressing that I use is 5 calories a tablespoon instead of 40 for every tablespoon of the regular stuff. 40 calories isn't a lot, but I'll use 3 tablespoons or more on a big bowl of salad, at least 2 when I'm dipping veggies, and that's 80 to 120 calories or 10 to 15. That's a pretty easy choice for me. The reason that I still make that choice, even though I'm in maintenance mode, is that I want to have the calories it leaves on the table for other things. It's a lot easier to have the cookies later on if I had the low-calorie dip or dressing earlier. I can save two or three cookies worth of calories with that one simple choice. Now, 
I don't always want dip anymore. But when I was starting out and I did not enjoy eating those vegetables, the dip was kind of essential. Without it, the veg was not going to happen. Wanting to eat for the sake of eating is a mindset issue. So you need to let awareness lead you to acknowledgement, to fully recognizing and acknowledging that you want to eat because you're craving the act of eating. Do I want food or do I want to eat? It's a good distinction to be able to make. Is it the donuts that I want or do I want to fill the time by filling my mouth? What's the emotional payout? What are you looking for when you just want to eat and it's not about the food? Comfort, reward, or cope? What are you actually after? Because if you're not physically hungry, there's another reason you're reaching for food and wanting to eat. Even if you don't figure it out, it's worth asking the question. The more aware you are of what you're doing, the more likely it is that you'll be able to rein things in, find a way to have slightly less, or make a slightly better choice. I'm also a big fan of finding something else to do to keep your hands busy. It's really hard for me to eat while I crochet, so that works for me some of the time. And when I need to keep my mind busy and nicely distracted from the food that I don't need but I just want to eat, I'll do something that I have to really think about and concentrate on, something I don't know how to do automatically like crocheting, something that my hands can't do on their own. I like paint by numbers and puzzles. Those are big ones. I'm trying to take up felting at the moment. I have to keep mixing it up. You can find something other than eating to keep your mouth busy too. It's really hard to eat if you're talking or singing. I have a client who learned another language, not because they were going to that country or to read a classic work of literature in its original language. Nope. He did it to stop eating for no reason other than wanting to eat. You can change your mindset on this one. Ultimately, you know that it's this kind of unnecessary eating that built the foundation for your obesity. Remind yourself, you know how you got here. Those are the behaviors that you most want to avoid right now. When you start thinking differently about food and learning to treat it more as fuel, you start to feel differently about food too. And for a lot of us, there's a fair bit of grief involved in that process. It's hard to stop eating in the ways that you always have, especially when they were the ways that always made you feel good. It sucks. Food can feel like your best friend ever and your soft place to fall. So it's really challenging to see that relationship changing. My experience, and I know I'm not alone on this one, my experience is that grief for food is very similar to when you lose a person in the sense that it's hardest at first and it never completely goes away, but it does slowly get easier. When you focus on looking for the feelings behind your food choices, you can't help but start to change the feelings for the food itself. And that change may manifest itself as the amount of food it takes to get the feeling that you're chasing. If you're eating pizza because that's what you do on Wednesdays and you count on that consistency and that routine, especially in the middle of the week, it's the pick-me-up that you need to keep going. There's nothing wrong with any of that. Go for it. When you get to your goal weight, you're not going to be able to eat an extra large pizza though. You won't physically be able, and you're not going to want to. You won't need to. Having two, three, or four slices is going to feel just as satisfying then as the whole thing does now. On some level, it's likely going to feel even more satisfying because you won't have to deal with the other things that go mm -hmm. along with doing things like eating an entire pizza. If you're not looking at food as an emotional band-aid, you're going to see it more as a tool to get you where you want to be, either physically or emotionally. I found that my emotional connections to food dropped as I started eating them in smaller amounts. Things like cake and donuts, right? I used to be able to eat those things for days. But they just aren't as appealing to me anymore. And I feel differently about them now. And that's a totally different thing from having the way I think about cake and donuts change. 
that didn't change at all. I've always known that eating a half a cake or a half a dozen or a dozen donuts isn't the best choice. I still know that that's not a good idea. It's the same thoughts. It's just very different feelings. When you stop using food to comfort, cope, and reward yourself at the level that you were used to, you can't help but feel differently about the food that you're eating and the food that you're not eating. As you make those small incremental changes and you're eating less, you're not going to have to cope with the feelings that come up when you're overeating. That's automatically going to change the feelings you have for those foods too. Realizing you can be satisfied with less means less desperation while you're eating, so you'll be more relaxed. Food is a tool whether you're using it for physical or emotional reasons. Learning to make those choices mindfully and with total awareness is going to mean that you need less food to fulfill your physical and your emotional needs. Shifting your focus to looking for the feelings driving your food choices instead of focusing on the food itself forces change. Sometimes that change surfaces as leaving certain foods behind. And sometimes, a lot more usually, I think, it surfaces as needing less food to get that same amount of feeling. When you stop looking at food as an emotional fix-all and start seeing it as a tool, smaller amounts become a lot less satisfying than they used to be. You need less food, same result. And it's more satisfying because you physically need less to get the same emotional payout. But at the same time, it's more satisfying because you're not going to have to deal with any of those unwanted negative feelings that accompany overeating or binge eating or eating foods that you didn't really want, but you just felt compelled to have. I feel differently about my favorite foods. A lot of them. Some of them are the same as they were before I lost my weight and I just have less of them. And then there are foods that I completely avoid because the feelings that come with them just aren't worth it for me. Like I went through this phase where I would eat entire boxes of these individually wrapped cream-filled oatmeal cookies, the whole box. I loved the crinkle of the cellophane wrappers. I loved the cookies themselves. They were chewy and soft and they had this really nice creamy filling. They rang like a million bells for me. Just amazing. What I didn't love, and I still don't, is the way eating the whole box made me feel. And it's just not worth it. I see them at the store, and I sometimes still think about getting them, but I also still remember just how shitty it felt, so I don't buy them. They're associated way too closely for me with binging, and I'm not willing to set that off emotionally, even though I can remember exactly how they tasted and exactly how much I enjoyed them. They're not really my friend, right? I just thought they were because of that need that they filled for me, and letting them go sucked, especially at first. But then I hit a point where I realized I hadn't thought about those cookies in like a year. So the grief got easier. And when we talk about grief and food like this, we need to acknowledge that it's involved in realizing that something you loved and thought was a friend isn't. It's hard when relationships change and your relationship with food isn't an exception. Keep trying, keep tracking, don't be intimidated and don't give up. You've totally got this. Thank you for listening to Disrupting Obesity with Charlotte Skeynes. If you know it's time to take back control, lose the weight and keep it off, reach out to me privately with a direct message on Instagram that says ready so you can start disrupting obesity. 